Welcome to the Coastal Community Church Midweek Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Shayla McCormick, and I will be your host. My husband, TJ, and I are the lead pastors of Coastal Community Church, a place where everyone's welcome because nobody's perfect and anything is possible. In this podcast, our goal is to bring the weekend message to life and to share stories that help you along in your faith journey. Let's get started. Well, hi guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Coastal Midweek Podcast. I am back here with Pastor TJ, and I just want to say a quick thank you. So many of you guys have come up to us and just said how much you enjoy listening to the podcast, and I always appreciate that. So make sure you're sharing that on Instagram and, you know, hitting that subscribe button, like button. I don't even Whatever the button is. Whatever the button is, just hit it and share it with other people. It's amazing. Well, hey, TJ had an awesome message this past weekend. I think it was a challenging message and almost a little bit difficult because in life, I think all of us have a tendency to go into this reasonable space of our life. And he talked about, you know, kind of the difference between are we living reasonably or are we living ridiculously? And Again, I think it goes back to it's so much easier to live in the reasonable space than it is to live in the ridiculous space. And what do you think are some of the ways that, you know, people could almost how do you build into living ridiculously? I mean, living ridiculously has a lot to do with are are you living by faith or are you living by sight? Because mm-hmm. reasonable living is is what can I see, what can I understand, what can I comprehend, what what is comfortable, yeah. you know, in, yeah. in, in the reality is reasonable is, is very much comfortable mm-hmm. and we, we stay in it because it's known yep. where ridiculous is unknown. Mm-hmm. And because we are a people that traditionally don't like change, yeah, like we like the status quo, we like what we know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so it's easy to get stuck in that rut instead of jumping out and, and living in a different realm or a different way than what you've always known or what you've always experienced or, or what's always felt a certain mm-hmm. way to you. Well, and I think you, I mean, you see that playing out in the story that you started with, with David and Goliath, you know, you have a group of people that are like the armies of God and there's this giant coming up and this giant seems so overwhelming. And like what we see in the natural just seems like, Oh my gosh, it's too big. And so Saul says to David, don't be ridiculous, you know, thinking you can go do this. And David's perspective is like, this guy's nothing. Well, I think the other thing is, is in that story mm-hmm. is, is a lot of people will limit you. Mm. That's true. And tell you who you aren't. Yep. So he says, man, you're, you're just a boy. Mm-hmm. Like he's been a man of war since he was a child. Like, right. They don't even know what's on the inside of you. They had no idea mm-hmm. the upbringing that David had. They had mm-hmm. no idea that he'd fought lions and bears yep. and and he had fought off wild animals. Like they they didn't know anything about him. They they just made an assumption because of what they saw in themselves. They start projecting on other well, people. Well, it goes back to you talking about, you know, so many of us live on the the outside of the gate because it feels it works. Yeah. You it, know, like 
people, it, the it money works. in the jar. Yeah, it just, it just, it just fills that. And not only that, but but other people will limit you. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a great, that's a great example. And if you don't have the the mindset of no, 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 I, I serve a God that does the ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that He's called me to something more than what yeah. we'll settle for is the reasonableness mm-hmm. of others that they put on us. Well, and I think that's a good point. Like in life, a lot of times the reasonable to the ridiculous kind of matters who we surround ourselves with very much in so. the belief system that, that they have, because there's a lot of people that are okay with comfortable. They're okay with reasonable because reasonable is easy. But when you start getting around people that are ridiculous, like even just being around, I'm around you constantly. And just being around you builds faith because you you do have like this ridiculous kind of faith. You believe God for big things and that challenges my faith. And so a lot of it is if you want to move from being reasonable to ridiculous, you got to start looking at who's in your life. Yeah. How can you kind of identify some of those moments maybe where um how can you identify when you're kind of living in the reasonable well, if, if if everything is the same routine all the time, yeah, you know, and or maybe and, how do you avoid yeah. living in the reasonable? How do you avoid living in the reasonable? Mm-hmm. Well, I think you've got to be looking for opportunities. Mm-hmm. I think that most of us aren't aren't looking for opportunities. We're just looking to survive. Yeah, and and so I'm I'm looking at. You know, I'll give you an example. Yeah, I was going to say, how does that play out in yeah. your life? So, so for an example, um, I lead a business leaders connect group mm-hmm. on Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. When COVID hit, our group never stopped meeting. Yeah. I, I, I'm allowed to say that now. A couple of years passed, but we we met <laughs> we met every every Thursday and morning. Some people joined in at Zoom, and some, and some people, people came. Yeah. you know, and uh, and I remember in the middle of COVID when it, everything was shut down, we didn't mm-hmm. know what was going to happen. I looked around at everybody and and they were look they were looking at their businesses going, are we going to survive? And I just remember telling them, listen, guys, this is going to be the greatest opportunity ever yeah. to grow. Yep. Like they're going to be, you're going to be able to, to acquire companies. You're going to be able to expand into mm-hmm. areas. Like I just, instead of looking at it as a problem, I looked at it as an opportunity. Yes. And I think a lot of it is, is perspective. And yep. instead of, Instead of looking and seeing what everybody else sees, we got to look and see what God sees. Mm-hmm. And and I think that there's so many moments, you know, they looked and they saw a giant. Yeah. David looked and he saw a people that weren't circumcised going up against the people that were under the protection of God. Yeah. And he was like, what's up with that? Yeah. And so a lot of that is, is like you recognizing who, who you serve and who he's called you to be and mm-hmm. going, man, you know what? Everybody else sees it as a problem. That means that there's an opportunity here. Yeah. And so what is that opportunity and how am I going to take advantage of it? Well, and I think that's that's kind of a good point too, because I think there's a lot of people that look at ob, ob, um, what what's the word? Obstacles. Obstacles or yeah, obstacles. And they think, well, then this must not be God. But I think so many times the obstacles are the actually the opportunity. Yeah you know, that launch us into kind of that ridiculous faith because we don't grow when things are easy and reasonable and status quo. We grow when there is opposition and when there is difficulty and when there is a challenge to overcome something and leaning into those things actually produces something greater in our life. You know, I know there's a lot of parents that are listening 
too. And I know there's, there's lots of people that even listen to this in their car with their kids on the, yeah. on the way to places, you know, what are, what are some ways as adults, you know, we can instill some of those things maybe in our kids too, to move from that reasonable to ridiculous. And this is probably good for me because I'm, I'm probably that protective, like helicopter, you know, you, you don't totally fall because yeah. you might get a, a bruise, you know? So I, you know, there's, there's a family in our church. They have three little girls mm -hmm. and uh, I love one of their mantras of their family. And it's, we do hard things. Mm. And, you know, uh, I was, I was talking with them the other day. Uh, I, I work out with their, their father and, and he looked at them and, you know, we were about to do something hard. And he said, girls, what do we do? And they're like, we do hard things. And mm -hmm. I, I just thought it was a, is a great way to start to instill a mentality of like, man, you know what? We do the difficult things that nobody else wants to yeah. do. And we're going to achieve the things that everybody else wants to achieve because yeah. we're willing to go into those things with a different perspective. Yeah. I love um, that. And, and I think it's, it's starting to instill that in your children at a young age. Like, I, I love the fact that my parents told me I could do anything. It was mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's also, I could do anything, but it was also teaching me, I, I have to do hard things. Right. I have to, yeah, that's more the lesson is it's more the less yeah. you can do anything like, no, 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 you can, you can you endure can, anything. Mm -hmm. You can mm -hmm. make it through anything. Those are the lessons we need to be teaching our kids today. Yeah. Not to be pain adverse or, you know, yeah. something to, to, it, it's hard. It's okay. You don't have to, to do. I, I remember growing up and, you know, making decisions to be on a team. And then it was hard. And I was like, Oh, I don't want to do this anymore. This is annoying. But my, my parents are like, we don't quit. Yeah. You know, like, no, this is a decision you make. You're going to follow through on it. Yeah. And I think that does help build like this resilience in people to where like, just because it's hard doesn't mean it's bad. It actually produces growth in me. Yeah. And so I think as, you know, as parents, that's one of the greatest things that you can do to, to raise kids to, avoid the reasonable aspects of life and move into the ridiculous. But the other way is, is like you actually have to model ridiculous living. Yep. So, so you don't, you don't, you don't, parents want to teach, you know, their kids something, but your kids are really just going to model what you do. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you, you teach what you know, but you reproduce who, who you, you are. are. Yeah. So you want kids that are living ridiculously? You have to live. You that have way. to actually model ridiculous living. Mm. Yep. That's and, so good. And, and so you want your kids to to serve other people? Do they see you being ridiculous and serving other people? Mm -hmm. You want your kids to be generous? Do they see you being ridiculously generous? Mm -hmm. and, and so I would say it, it, you can't expect something from them that you're not modeling for mm -hmm. them. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's really good. You know, one of the things that I was thinking about is, you know, as we talk about this reasonable and ridiculous, going back to the fact that there's a lot of people that live in the reasonable, you know, how do you, how do you break out of that? Because I do think there's, there's people that are in this, you know, you were talking about being unworthy, I think. So how do you, how do you fight that feeling? Because a lot of people stay in that place because they feel unworthy. So how do you fight that feeling of, of being unworthy so that you can move to the other side of that? Yeah. Well, the first thing I would tell you is, is, is feeling shouldn't control your life. I know that that goes against society today, mm -hmm. um, but that's actually scriptural. 
The second thing I would tell you is, is that how you fight those feelings is you equip yourself with the truth of who you are. Yep. You have to get into God's word and realize that you're more than a conqueror, mm-hmm. that that you are called to be the head and not the tail above mm-hmm. and not beneath, yeah. that, that everything you put your hand to, God actually wants to help you prosper in, that mm-hmm. you're a child of God, that you're a son, that you're a daughter, that you're a royal priesthood, you're a chosen people. Well, it's, it's similar to what you talked about the other day is like Jesus paid this incredible price so that we can have healing and freedom and forgiveness and all those things. And you ask the question, like, why would we leave anything on the shelf that he's already paid for? Like it's already available to us. But, but what we don't but know, you don't know but you don't what know he's what, done. You don't know what he's done and you don't know who he's called you. Right. And so you're settling for a title that the world has given you mm-hmm. and, and they're calling you a pauper or a loser or a, mm-hmm. an idiot or whatever, but God's got a different title for you. Yeah. Yeah. And he's the, he's actually the creator. So he's the only one that can actually give you mm-hmm. a label. One thing that I love in, you know, God's word, it says his mercies are new every morning. And, you know, you talk, you, you did mention that sometimes people keep getting tripped up on their past and like what they've done so long ago, or even not even their past or what they've done yesterday or 10 minutes ago. And when I think about that verse, like his mercies are new every morning, it's like this, this fresh start. It doesn't like I'm starting over. I can be something new today. I can be something different. Yesterday doesn't have to define me anymore because God's mercy is new today. He forgave me. He redeemed me. He whatever. So I have to start from that, you know, fresh perspective and that, that new place of living, which I think can be so powerful. Yeah, you you were talking about one of the things, one of my, I just happen to have this pulled up on my phone. Mm-hmm. It's Psalms 103. I actually used uh, the beginning of it. it. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that it was within mm-hmm. me, bless his holy name. Yep. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget all of his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, mm-hmm. who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like eagles. Mm-hmm. It says the Lord executes righteous and justice for all who are oppressed. He's made known his ways to Moses and his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. Yeah, uh, you, you know, and, and, and what you'll begin to do as you get into scripture is you start to realize that God has a lot to say about me. And he has a lot of things for me that I don't even know are available. Yeah. We almost, we, we say no for God. Yeah. Like, no, he wouldn't do this or no, I can't have that. Or no, when God's going, yes, yes, you can. And I think we limit ourselves so many times and keep us in that space rather than, than, you know, trying to, to grow in that. And I think so much of what you were talking about with this kind of ridiculous living in this ridiculous kind of mindset is really, and we've seen this play out in our life is that faith in our life, because really ridiculous living is just living with this ridiculous faith. And faith is really a muscle that's that's yeah. kind of built, you know, and, and you you slowly build that. It's one decision, you know, in the moment that leads to the next decision. And before you know it, that muscle is strengthened. So those things become easier because you're stronger. Yeah. And you've seen God continue to come through. So what would you say to somebody that is trying to move from that, that reasonable living and going, how can I live more ridiculously? Yeah, I I mean, you know, and this is something we say all the time, but getting God's word. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. 
So the greatest thing you could do to to get yourself in a mindset of like, I'm not going to live reasonably, but I'm going to live ridiculously is start building your faith, start yes. exercising your faith yep. and, and look at what God says and go, you know what, I'm going to be obedient to that and watch how your obedience opens doors to to places that mm-hmm. you can't open yourself. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and as you start to do that, as you start to take steps of faith, you go, God, I'm going to trust you in this. Mm-hmm. You'll start to see yourself move from, from living an ordinary, mundane, typical life to starting to see God do extraordinary things in your life, which yep. again is going to increase your faith, which is going to make you trust more, which is mm-hmm. going to make you take a even bigger step next time. Yep. And it just that cycle continues mm-hmm. until you're you're doing things. You're like, this is crazy. Like, this is crazy. I'm going to offer $1.2 million for a $3.6 million piece of property. And they're going to say yes. Was, and they do. You know, it, like you're going to experience those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to experience in 21 days of prayer and fasting. God, I, I, you know, I, I need a car uh, and I'm going to believe you for it. And you hear God say, I'm going to give you a car. And a couple of days later, somebody calls you up mm-hmm. and, and gives you a car. Like these are real life stories that, that I'm not, these are my stories. Yeah. These are the things. And it's been little by little by yeah. little, you know, that, that we've taken steps of faith. Yeah. I remember giving away cars. I remember, mm-hmm. you know, making in, investments into people and mm-hmm. ministries and, and doing those things. And then watching how God has done so many things later on in life. Mm-hmm. And it, it's been incredible. And each, each and every time we've done that, like I, th- I feel like we're so, it feels so good because you've seen God come through and you're like, that was ridiculous. Yeah. That was, that was crazy. I remember you coming home and saying, Hey, Shayla, we're going to make this offer on this property. And I'm thinking to myself, that's ridiculous. Yeah. You know? No, and, I, I mean, I, I, I never, I, I think it's in, I the, mean, it's how we got this property that we're on in, you know, Parkland. in Parkland. Yeah. I mean, I remember being on the phone with our trustees and them going, TJ, you are so crazy. Like this is them just going. Don't be ridiculous. I mean, they're they're like, you're going to mess this all up. And I'm just like, no, I, I know what God said. Yep. And and I'm confident in that. And when I say that, I'm like 70% sure it was God, <laughs> but I'm, I'm pretty sure it was him, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I'm just rolling like, because at the end of the day, I always think about this. Like if it doesn't work, I don't look bad. God looks bad. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, like if I believe that God told me that it doesn't work. Or people are just like TJ missed God. <laughs> well, they, they might be, but, but that's not my perspective. Yeah. My perspective yeah. is, is, is I'm going to be ridiculously obedient yep. to God. Yeah. Well, and here, here's what I know is over to a lot of people, a lot of people go, well, how do I hear God's voice in that way? And I think, again, that's another slow build strengthening. It's like you hear his voice by first reading his word yeah, and getting to know what he says. And most of the stuff that he says is to challenge you to be a little bit more ridiculous with your life. Yeah. And the more you build on his word, the more you begin to identify his voice like, oh, that sounds crazy. Yep. It's probably God. Yeah. You know, and, and then you act on that and it's the right thing. And then you go, oh, okay that must've been God. And then you continue to do that. And his voice grows more and more so that you can be confident to make the offer on the, yeah. the, the, the crazy property yeah. and it come through because you knew with clarity, this is ridiculous, but this is this God. Is God. Yeah. You know? And so, I, I mean, I think I want to 
challenge people today. Like if you, if you are in this space where you're like, man, I really have, I've been living this kind of reasonable life. I don't take risks. I don't step out. Maybe your step is just to get to know a little bit more of God's voice and to, you know, press into God's word a little bit more to take some more risks, to surround yourself with people that are going to, that aren't so reasonable yeah, and that are going to push you into to deeper faith. What are some other steps that people could, could take? I, I mean, I think that that's somewhat individualized, yeah. but, yeah. but I, I would say start there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there, I actually think you, you mentioned this book the in a pit with a lion on a snowy day. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago. Yeah. But I think that's even a great book at, at this point to, yeah. to kind of move from that reasonable to, to ridiculous space in life. Well, it, it, it goes, and I, sharing this quote a bajillion times. <laughs> so share it again. So share it again. Leonard Ravenhill. Mm -hmm. The opportunity of a lifetime must seize, be seized within the lifetime of the opportunity. Yeah. There are moments where God wants to do something and it's going to be up to you if you jump on it and seize it. Because mm -hmm. that opportunity isn't always going to be there. Mm -hmm. yeah. And are you going to have faith? Are you going to trust are you going to move? Mm -hmm. and, and I think, you know, I think God honors people that are bold because they, like, here's how I've looked at things. Like, if I think it's God and I'm going with that, I think God honors that even if I missed it. Yeah. Because he sees my heart yeah. in the fact that, like, man, I believe that that was you. Mm -hmm. And and because I thought it was you, man, I'm going with it a hundred percent. Because I, wherever you're going, whatever you're doing, God, I want to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think it's a purity of heart thing. Yeah, you know, and it's just, not out of selfish gain. Exactly, it's, it's like, man, yeah, like I, I just, I just want to be a part of whatever you're doing. Mm -hmm. All right. So to close out today, what's the most ridiculous thing you've ever done? Most ridiculous thing <laughs> I have ever done. Um, it was probably I was I was in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. I was, I think I was twenty years old. Mm -hmm. uh, I was there with my my fir the first church I ended up working at. I wasn't working at the church at that time. I was actually a student in their school of ministry, and. Uh, my pastor was doing a conference and he's like, Hey, do you want to preach a session? And I was like, sure. <laughs> and, uh, I got up and preached a session. It was actually on, on this passage of scripture mm. on an Acts chapter three. Um, and I preached just thinking I was preaching a message and, uh, it was in the name of Jesus, you know, yeah, get, get up. up and walk. And, uh, it turned into a, a prayer service or wow. like a healing service. And this, this guy in a wheelchair comes up and they're like, you need to pray for him. Like, you just preached on this. And, <laughs> and, and I'm like, Oh, oh, oh this God, is ridiculous. God, if you don't, if you don't show up right now, <laughs> I just told everybody. <laughs> everybody. And uh, I pray for this guy. I grab him by the hand. He stands up. Oof. He starts running around the room. Oh my gosh. And next thing I knew there's, you know, 
everybody's in line. <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm going to let this guy pray for me. Thinking, this guy's got something special. <laughs> this guy ain't got nothing special. He didn't even oh mean for that to happen. Gosh. He didn't even know what he was doing. Wow. Uh, he just was 20 years old and a lot of faith, a lot of faith and a lot of ignorance at the same time. And yeah, God, I, God can work with yeah, that. Yeah, I'll never forget that. I just was like, and afterwards, I don't, I, don't, I think that message, like, I think I had like 45 minutes. I think that message took like 10 minutes because I was <laughs> like, you think I talk fast now? You should right. see me at 20. <laughs> um, so it, it probably wasn't a good message. It wasn't like, but God, but God, still but God honored it yep. uh, in my ignorance. That is awesome. Well, hopefully this week you guys are looking for ways in life to move from the reasonable to ridiculous. And you know what? Let's be a church that continues to grow in our faith, that continues to believe God for big things, because I, I do believe that God is doing something here and he, he's got miracles to perform. He's got, you know, lots of work that he wants to do, but he does that through all of us. And that takes us moving from reasonable to ridiculous. So hope you guys have an incredible week and we'll see you back here next week.